Welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Chelsea Hagen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's so good to be back. It just, the presence in this house is unbelievable. You know, because we're so used to it and we kind of, you know, go out for a bit and come back in. It's like, whoa, like, it's really special what we have here. It's tangible presence of God. It's glorious. How is everyone? So good to be back. So, you know, it's good to have a break, but it's so awesome to see everyone again. And it's just home. It's just family. It's amazing. So tell you a funny story that happened to me this morning. Uh, it's got nothing to do with my message, but it's funny anyway. So I got, I got um, woken up by Miss Abby this morning. And uh, it was, when I looked at my clock, it was 1.11. I'm like, I don't know if that's a sign from God. But <laughs> anyway, she's, you know, I'm like fully dreaming and stuff. And she's, I've opened my eyes and she's standing right in my face and saying, Mummy, there's a spider. I'm like like huh what what what's going on and she's like there's a spider you know and kids you don't quite know like how big the spider is or how small it is there's a spider you know and so I'm thinking oh I don't know what I'm gonna find here like a huntsman the size of my head or you know <laughs> not sure so I get up and there's a spider it's maybe about that big uh, uh, one of those white tails so I'm like well I need to I need to kill it and so I'm fumbling around, I'm trying to find like the fly spray and I'm unleashing this can on this spider, right? For all you, you know, spider enthusiasts that you get up on a ladder, put the little, get a cup and a, and a paper and we'll just put it outside as God's creation. No, if a spider comes to my house, it's dead. And, you know, they, if, if you stay outside, fine, no problems. Spider in the house, it's going to die, right? So I get my, my fly spray and I'm unleashing this can, you know, and it dawned on me that, you know how, you know, when you have fly spray, it kind of foams up white, right? There's no foaming up of spider and there's no change to me spraying the spider. It is not moving. I'm like, man, is this like plastic? Like, what is going on here? And so I'm spraying it and spraying it and there's no movement. I'm like, what is going on? And so eventually it drops down. And I'm thinking, ah, gotcha, you know, it's starting to work. And it's just wandering. I'm like, oh, my goodness, what is, you know, trying to kill this thing. And then I'm like, I, I just, I've got to get a shoe. Like, th this is not working. So I go and get Dan's shoes, like paddles. And I give it an almighty whack, right? It's dead. But I wake all the kids up now. You know, what are you doing, Mum? What's going on? Yeah, crazy. So that was my morning, praise the Lord. And um, <laughs> just normal life with kids. Oh, there's a spider. But praise God, it wasn't as big as my head. Amen. And uh, I, don't know, I don't know what kind of fly spray. It's odorless. So I'm like, man, what is this organic stuff? I just give me a flamethrower for the thing, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. God's creation. Keep it out of my house. Praise Jesus. So let's pray. Thank you, Papa. Lord, I thank you so much um, for your word, God. I thank you so much for the house of God. I thank you so much for our family here, Lord. It's been amazing to be away, but so good to be home, Lord. I just pray that every person, Heavenly Father, as they hear your word, God, as it brings life to them, God, as it brings sustenance to their walk with you, Lord, I pray that we'd not only hear it, God, but we'd be doers of it, God. We would take it on, God. We would apply what we're learning today in our everyday life. Have your way, great Holy Spirit. Have your way in people's hearts today, God, in Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I just love breaking open the Word of God. God gave me a a, a illumination or a, a revelation and I was driving on my way to Ballarat and it is dry out there man there are paddocks that they dead you know it's just dead 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 and I'm driving along and I see this amazing paddock and it's bright green and it's like alive and I'm like what wow that's amazing you know full of life and then dead and, you know, God began to download to me and he began to speak to me. And he said the reason that that I could see like a big um, watering, they, they were watering this green field. And God said to me in the summer or maybe you're going through a hard time in your walk with God, you need to be intentionally watering. You need to be intentionally getting before God, cracking open his word. Because whatever, even, even a little bit of water in the natural, just water brings life to everything it touches. It brings growth to everything it touches. And God began to speak to me and he said, you know, he's rivers of living water. So when we get this and we let this touch our life, it can only bring forth life. It can only bring forth resurrection power in our life. One drop, one drop of God changes everything. One word from God changes history, changes generations. And so I just want you to really take, take this on, take this word on. This is um, the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're going to um, go to 2 Peter 1, four. 2 Peter 1.4. And I love just reading through his word. There's, there's nothing more powerful. It's his truth that will set you free, not my opinion of truth. Amen. And when we just see it in the word for ourselves, get your Bibles out and see it in the word for yourself. And um, the first one I want to talk about, um, this word, is about going from glory to glory and strength to strength. You know, and we're in a season of glory right now. But so often we can be looking ahead and going, well, when this happens and when that happens and when I'm finally married and when I have kids and when, you know, I get a, a bigger bank account and all these things, then I'm, you know, I'm going to be happy. But God would say that you're in glory now and he's taking you from glory to glory to glory to glory. What, what you're living at the moment isn't the best that there is. But he doesn't want us to be so distracted on the future that, you know, we think, well, there's a magical door and somehow all my problems are going to disappear. It doesn't work like that. Who, who's been alive, yeah, and you're alive for, you know, five minutes and you realise there's issues on the earth? You know, and so despite problems and setbacks and, and different things that we need to navigate through, um, God is taking us from glory to glory, but he wants us to enjoy now. He wants us to recognize the glory that's on our life now and to be filled with joy now. Not when, oh, when this happens, then no, be content, full of joy, knowing you're in the glory of God even now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so this word, it's not a word, you know, we, we want to apply it to our life. You know, I was teaching the kids the other day about the application of the word of God and I used the analogy of sunscreen. And I said, if you, if you do not put the sunscreen on, you're going to go out in the sun and you're going to get fried. <laughs> 
you know, and, and, and if we don't put the Word of God on when we're surrounded in the world and all the different opinions and all this other stuff, you're going to get burnt in the world. And so we need to apply the Word of God for protection. We need to apply the Word of God that, we, that, that it's not going to burn us, that the world's not going to come in and, and, and take us out. And so there's no good just having it in a book, sitting in your shelf. If you're not reading that Word and applying it, God, how does this apply to my life? How can I... How can I change in this area? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to work on? Let God come and, and begin to mold and to shape you. Hallelujah. It's no good if we're just hearing it. He said we're deceived if we're just hearing the word of God. Hallelujah. All righty. Are we ready? Praise God. So 2 Peter 1.4, whereby we are are given to us exceeding great and precious promises. By these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Now begin to read this and, you know, you can have like a pancake mix or you can have a, uh, you know, a, a cake mix or whatever that you make with the kids. And you've got the basic ingredients there, but you need to add a few things in to make that cake or, you know, that pancake mix tasty, it's just going to taste really yuck if you just put water in it and, and shake it up. And so, um, so God says, giving all diligence, and that word diligence means speed, earnest care, haste and eagerness. And so God wants us to, um, wants us to get this. He wants us to be all in for his word. He wants us to be, you know, uh, earnestly seeking and and, and thirsting after him, it says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Not someone else's salvation, yours. Your own salvation. You know, let, let, let them work it out with God. We don't need to be like, hey, you should be, just, just let them work that out with God. And so it says here, add to your faith. Uh, so giving all uh, diligence, add to your faith virtue. And so we're adding, we're adding in virtue, which is moral excellence and goodness and righteousness. Hallelujah. And then it says, and to knowledge, temperance. Does anyone know what temperance means? Self-control. That's right. So we're adding a few things. We get born again. Our spirit's made brand new, but who knows that our, our mind and our will and our emotions need a bit of, you know, beating into shape. Even though our spirits are perfect, it's still a, it's still a walking out. It's still a, it's still a process, uh, you know, of character. And so I'll show you. So virtue to knowledge and knowledge to temperance and add to temperance patience. And so we're going from glory to glory and strength to strength. And so that word patience here is cheerful or hopeful endurance consistent waiting with joy. So in those times where you're, I'm waiting for this to happen, God, I'm waiting for that to happen, that he wants us to go from self-control to patience where we would endure with joy. The, the, thing, the thing is, you've got to endure anyway. So you can do it miserably or you can do it with joy. If you've got to endure anyway, do it with joy. Don't endure, enjoy. And so God's training us and he's teaching us in our character 
that we're going to go from glory to glory to glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Add to patience godliness, and that's holiness. You know, God wants us to be holy as he is holy. It says, all those that name the name of Christ apart from inequity, all of heaven singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. It's not saying merciful, it's not saying loving, it's saying holy, holy, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Godliness to brotherly kindness. And that, that kindness is the fraternal affection, love of the brethren, fond of brethren. You know, we're all, all fond of every, everyone in here, you know, and we, and we love the brethren. So we can see that God's adding these things, that we, we're to add them into our life. And I'll show you that if we add these things and we abound in them, you'll never fall. How many people start off good in Christ and then, you know, five years from now, ten years from now, where are they? But if we, if we take this on of what God's saying and we apply it to our life, later down I'll show you it says you'll never fall. Character's important. Character is so important to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that's fraternal affection. And then we've got brotherly kindness to love. And so brotherly kindness, you know, I kind of see it like this, you know, um, you know, a, a lot of the love that we experience is, you know, while you're loving me and you're agreeing with everything I say, then there's love there and there's relationship. But Jesus said, what good is it if you just love those who love you? He said, you're no different than an unbeliever. Unbelievers do that. But what about those that grade up against you? What about those that, you know, are, are difficult to love? They're those fruit testers that come along. And I love that God is testing our character all the time. What comes out when you're squeak? Everything's good. Oh, it's easy to be awesome when everything's good and there's no problems. But what about when pressure comes? What about when, you know, things come to squeeze you? Circumstances come to squeeze you. What comes out? What comes out of us? It's in those times and God's taking us from glory to glory and strength to strength. In those times, he wants us to progress past brotherly kindness. We're to be made into the image of Christ. Hallelujah. God is love. God is love. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Sure is quiet in here. And here's the promise. For if, you, if these things be in you and abound... They make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Says he that lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. So I don't want to be blind. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I remember what he purged me from. And then it says down in verse 10, Wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do, not if you hear, if you do these things, you shall never fall. Do you notice that all, all these things, you know, um, 
are all things of character. You know, there's so much emphasis on the, on the gifts and they're awesome. I'm not dissing the gifts whatsoever. Um, they're important. God talks about them. But anyone can have a gift. I've seen phenomenal people moving in phenomenal signs and wonders and miracles and their character's shot. And so just because you're moving in signs and wonders miracles does not mean that you are right with God. And sometimes we can see that and we can think, oh, well, and we gravitate towards that because we're seeing the things in the Bible come to pass, but the gifts are given without repentance. So I can operate in a gift. I've been recognized by the Australian Prophetic Council as a prophet, but you've got fortune tellers or psychics that are using the gift of God on their life for the kingdom of darkness. It's given without repentance. It's a gift. It doesn't require anything. And so those things are important, but God says that if we, if we can get this, if we can apply this stuff, this character and let him come and, and do the stuff that he needs to do in our life, that we'll never fall. If we have it, but not only just have it and mix it in, but abound in it. You can't love people enough. We can always grow in love. Any, anyone got kids married in here? Are you going from glory to glory and strength to strength? Hallelujah. We're being made perfected in his love. In his love. Oh, oh, man, it's just so awesome that, you know, that agape love. It says in Romans 5, 8, but God commends his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. John 13, 34, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. But this shall all men know that you're my disciples, if you have love one to another. And that love that he's talking about is agape love. So we want to go from brotherly kindness where, you know, uh, you're benefiting, I'm benefiting, benefiting there's a mutual kind of thing going on but that agape love that is not dependent on your response to me that agape love that stands in covenant love and says no matter what you do I love you and I'll stand with you see we're the ones that waver we're in and out like crazy but God doesn't do that he's solid he's faithful he's loyal he doesn't move he doesn't go to the left or the right he doesn't change his mind And that's the kind of love that he wants us perfected in. And let me tell you, it's a life journey, amen? Anyone there yet? I'm not. It's a life journey, but we go from glory to glory to glory to glory, walking out that new divine nature, renewing our mind. There's a lot of obstacles, a lot of things in this world, you know, and and no one's got a perfect run. I don't care who you are in this life. No one has a problem-free, perfect life. It doesn't exist. Everyone's got stuff that they're walking through. Everyone's got issues. But Jesus said, if, when I begin that good work in you, I will finish it. He's about changing, molding, and perfecting our characters. Why? That we would look more in the likeness of the Son of God. Who is he? He is love. Who, what is love? Agape. Sacrificial love. 
that loves regardless of the response it gets. That's why Jesus said, love your enemies. What kind of love is that? You know, I look at, I look at the love of Jesus on the cross. And even after 15 years of knowing the Lord, I cannot get my head around how you could be that tortured, literally the skin ripped. So, you know, your bones are showing through and yet out of his mouth comes, forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. Like I, I, can't, I can't mentally get my head around that kind of love. It's supernatural love. And you have that within you. That's not a love that we can do on our own strength. It's not a love that, that, that is possible without the supernatural divine nature of God. But that's the kind of love that he wants us to have. I look at Stephen. He's fully getting, you know, stoned by these guys. He's just out healing people. He's not doing anything wrong. You know, and, and sometimes I try and put myself in this situation. I'm like, I don't know if I'd be so, you know, Forgive him, Father. I'd be picking up, hey, guys, like, you know. What love is that? What kind of love is it that God has for us, that covenant love that says no matter what, no matter whether you return my love or not, I love you. That while we were yet sinners, he still died for us. I know when I was, you know, just totally anti-God and, and hating on Jesus, he still died for me, paid a price, whether it was returned or not. And that's the love he's trying to perfect us in. Hallelujah. And sometimes it's so easy to run from that. Whoa, I don't want to go there. But God, that's exactly what we put on the earth for, to be perfected in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bob Jones, an amazing prophet, um, ended up going to heaven. He died and went to heaven. And the first thing that Jesus asked him, he said, did you learn to love on the earth? That's powerful. Sometimes we can be so busy doing all this other stuff, but God's actually trying to perfect our character and trying to change us from glory to glory and get into those areas where it doesn't, you know, it does, doesn't matter if you offend me. We, we get offended if someone, hey, you haven't put your coffee cup away, man. Whoa. <laughs> like, is that as far as our love goes? Like, I challenge myself on this. Is that as far as our love goes? I love you until you annoy me and then that's it. That's not the love that God's talking about. He's talking about bearing with one another, loving each other, lifting one another up. We can have all the gifts in the world. And again, I'm not denoting the gifts. The gifts are important. But if we have not love, it says we're a clanging symbol. If you come to church and you're not loving on people and you've got, you know, offense in your heart and all that stuff, you might as well go home. It's for nothing. If you're in a marriage and you're, you know, and you're, 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 you know, full of that just anger and all that stuff, it's like it's for nothing. It, without love, we have nothing. He said, "Without me, you can do nothing." It's a clanging symbol. Everything when you stand before God, it'll all be burnt up because it's not built on love. It's not built on the foundation. And we're all in a process. We're all in a journey. Hallelujah! I reckon, man, a lifetime to to to. to you know, mold and shape our character. Who knows? It's not easy. It's easy when things are going good, but man, 
It's all something that we can grow in. You can never grow enough in loving people and loving them well and loving them without conditions. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And even that, um, you know, the patience, it says, you know, as Jesus is, you know, being crucified, he saw the joy set before him. That's us. He saw the joy. He could endure with joy because he saw us, the end result of that. And, you know, this life is so short. Like in a millisecond, we're one heartbeat away from heaven, all of us. And that millisecond that you, you, you step, all this stuff isn't going to matter. But he's going to, how did you love? How did you go on your marriage? How did you love your family? Did you guard and, tr- and, tr- and trust and, and protect everything that I gave you? Because we're stewards on this earth. If he's given you children, he expects you to steward them. If he's given you a marriage, he expects you to be in covenant love before God. For better or for worse, it's not always easy in marriage. There's plenty of times where it can just be like, man, this is just too hard. But God wants to iron sharpens iron and you're perfected in love because you can't hide anything. There's all sorts of stuff coming up, you know. But that's what God wants. He wants us to be perfected, to, to learn to forgive, to learn to be gracious, to learn to love without expecting anything in return. That's the love he's looking for. Marriage on this earth is the closest covenant that people see between the church and his bride. We should have the best marriages, man. As Christians, we should have the best marriages. Love one another. And if we can get that, if we can have that sacrificial love that just, it doesn't need, I I don't need my own way. I don't need to be right all the time. One that lays down and one that lifts up. Man, if if we can carry that, Jesus said that, people will know, the unsaved will know that we're his disciples by what? By the way that we love one another. That word love is agape love. Anyone can have brotherly kindness. I had that in the pub. It's true. It's true. You know, God God is is wanting us to, to last the distance, to have that covenant love. God, whatever you give me on this earth, I'm going to protect it and I'm going to fight for it and I'm going to make sure that I steward it well. And no one gets an easy run. I'm not, I'm not up here saying it's easy. I'm still learning, growing, patience. Man, I've got four kids. Why patience, fruit testing, like all the time. Oh, hallelujah. And so there's not, there's not one person that gets, a, gets an easy run. doesn't matter whether you're a minister or what. There's always things going on. And that's okay. And it's okay to let God come in and just go, God, I just want to be made into your likeness. And then we say to God, oh, I need more patience. And then we wonder why <laughs> all these crazy things start happening. He's trying to help your patience. Hallelujah. He's a funny God. It's funny how God gets you to pray crazy prayers when you're first born again and you don't know what you're actually praying. <laughs> Anyone done that? And you're like, oh, I would never pray, pray that now, God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. 
And so if we do these things, we'll never fall. You know, when we come up against a situation in our life and we're like, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. Insert love here. Insert love here. Whatever that situation is, love never fails. Love poured out, whether it's reciprocated or not, is never a waste. God's love. It's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. I tell you, if someone's being horrible to you and, you, and you, you're just loving on them and you're showing them the, the, um, the, the love of Christ, it heaps burning coals on their heads. They, they realize, oh my goodness, I'm being so wicked and you're being so loving. And it brings conviction upon their heart. So like, I don't deserve this. So, like, it's the goodness of God where people are just, oh my goodness, what love is this? They're not used to seeing it. We need to look different than the world. Can't just have brotherly kindness. Can't just have brotherly kindness. But let's add agape love. Hallelujah. And we mix it all together like a good cake. We add in this and we add in that. And we add in the patience and the temperance and mix it all up. Hallelujah. Called life. Praise you, Jesus. And so even with the gifts, it's interesting that in Corinthians, in the middle of Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, so 12 talks about gifts, 14 talks about gifts, but 13, right in the middle is sandwiched love. It all, it's all about love, the way we love one another. Wow. Gifts are awesome. They're amazing as well. They point to God and, and, and all those things. But character, you need character for where you're going. You need, you know, if God's going to put that weight of glory and that call on your life, you need character to be able to stand up under it. Or when that glory comes on your life, you're not going to be able to stand because the character's shot. It'll just fall through the ground. And so has anyone noticed that God's not a quick builder? <laughs> he takes years and years and years and years. Praise God. Because it means when that time comes that he can put that weight of glory on you that you're not going to buckle under that. Hallelujah. Glory to glory to glory to glory. And sometimes we look at all the big things and the outward things. God's looking at the small things in your life. God's looking at how you treat people outside of church. God's looking at the day today, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He's looking for heart attitudes. He's looking for all that stuff. Heart matters. The inside matters more than what it looks like on the outside. You know, we need to sometimes, we just need to stop and just go, God, am I okay with you? Where am I at with loving people, God? Am I still, you know, in that selfishness or am I really um, looking on the needs of others? Am I really getting in there and lifting other people up? You know, because Jesus said in the last day, there'll be lovers of self and boasters and, you know, people that don't have natural affection and all these things. It says in the last days, there'll be a great falling away that the love of many will grow cold. Are we red hot in love with our brothers and sisters? Where we would back them no matter what. Where we're not going to tear down, we're not pulling down, but we're going to build them up. We're going to love them. Yes, they're imperfect. So we all are. We're all in this fleshly body. Our spirits are perfect. 
But, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit of hammering to, to get the rest in line. And so we've got to choose. We've got to choose. God, I'm, I'm inserting love here. You know, where you could be offended. No, God, I'm, I'm going to choose to insert love here. And when we just begin to step out in our divine nature and our new nature, it just, it just becomes. We just become love wherever we go. It's so, character, you'll never fall. If we abound in this, we'll never fall. How awesome is that? What an amazing promise. That's an amazing promise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. And we've got a, you know, we've we've got a, a free will. People say, yeah, well, you know, you don't have a sin nature, yeah, but God hasn't removed your free will. We have a choice. When those situations come up, we have a choice of how we're going to respond. Even though we have a divine nature, we still have a choice. We're not all robots and we just do and say all the right things and nail it every time. We're learning, we're growing, we're being made more into the likeness of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And this is what, you know, God really wants us to excel in the fruit of the Spirit. And I love, I love this. The fruit of the Spirit is love. First and foremost, it's love. It's joy. It's peace. Long-suffering. Gentleness. Goodness. Faith meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. You can't have enough of these things. If we have them and abound in them, you can't have enough of them. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And so that's what should be coming out of us when, when testing times come. Where do we know where we're at with God? Is love coming out? Is, is your walk filled with joy? Are you filled with peace? Are you long-suffering with people? Do you bear with people? Or are we so easily offended? And So funny, I remember someone offending me in the early days and I remember the Holy Spirit saying to me, he goes, is that as far as your love goes? You know, we don't always need to be right. You, you can be right, in, an, you can be right in, a, in a conversation and be so wrong in the way that you deliver that. You know, God wants us to walk with humility. It says that the humble will be exalted. And, you know, at the end of the day when we stand before God, he's, he is going to say that. How, how well did you love one another? Did people see the fruit of the Holy Spirit? If you filled with the Holy Spirit, people should be able to see love, joy, patience, kindness, and, and we're growing in that and we're all at different stages of that. And I'm sure it takes a whole lifetime because <laughs> none, none of us are, are there yet, but that's what he's trying to do. The whole purpose of us being on this earth is to pour out heaven's love to be an ambassador for Christ. If I'm an ambassador for a country, then I need to reflect the values of that country. I need to reflect the DNA of that country. If we're ambassadors for heaven, I need to be reflecting 
the image of Christ. I need to be reflecting who he is. I need to be reflecting and representing heaven on this earth. And so we've got, you know, we've got supernatural help. We're filled with the, with the Holy Spirit. The world doesn't have what we have, and we need to look different than the world. All this gossip and all this garbage, man, it's so boring. Honestly, it's just, it's so funny going away with kids for, for two weeks. I never want to hear another argument again. Like, honestly, I am like, God has given me a full-on download of arguments. I'm like, it achieves nothing. It is such a biggest waste of distraction of time. There's no solution. So all you're talking about is the problem. I'm just like, I never want to hear another argument again. And God's like, how do you think I feel? I've got three and I'm like, gosh, what is going on? Fruit testing. But that's how God, it must, I was saying before, if I was God, I would rip a great big hole in the world and just go, that's it. That's why I'm not God, because he's patient. He endures us. And so, you know, this year, like, let's get something done for Jesus. Let's stop tearing each other down. Yes, we're not perfect. That's okay. Bear with one another in love. Someone offends you, let it go. Who cares? Who cares? Is that as far as our love extends? Like, come on, let's, let's stretch out the ten pegs of our love. Let's stretch it out. Hallelujah. And let's see, let, let's see this, this world one for Jesus by the way that we love one another, the agape love of heaven, the the love that the world can't understand. The world doesn't comprehend it because they don't see it. The goodness of God that leads to repentance where they're, wow, you guys are are so sacrificial. Wow, you're just helping them without expecting anything in return. It's a a love that they, they don't get. Supernatural love. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Wow, what love is that? What what is man that you are mindful of him? I, I look at that scripture, I'm just like, I just I, I don't my brain doesn't understand the love of God. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this and other resources and information, go to our website, firechurch.com.au.